What a win for the Oklahoma State Cowboy football team on Saturday. The win, some game balls, and a little recognition for our favorite linebacker, all on today's episode of Locked On Pokes. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked On Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network, I am your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties, an avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. What a win for the Cowboys on Saturday. 23-0 to zero victory, our first shutout of the season. Before we get to all the numbers, people are going to continue to say that our offense isn't some stellar offense. And here's the thing. They weren't great on Saturday, but they're missing their starting center in Danny Godlewski. Josh Sills was injured, but played anyway. So he's not playing at hundred percent. Brennan Presley was only allowed to return punts. So the offense wasn't playing at full health. And you could tell up front, I think in particular in the first half with our run game, you could tell that the offensive line was struggling a little bit. And when you're missing a key player like your starting center, that's bound to happen. Now, Godleski, it sounds like, is going to be back for the Bedlam matchup next week or this coming weekend, but it did certainly show that he was out against Texas Tech. I think that there was plenty of reason for our offense to struggle a little bit. They still put up 23 points, so I'm not that worried about it. In the last four games, Oklahoma State is averaging 41.2 points per game. That's a good offense. So even though we struggled a little bit against Texas Tech, we struggled because we weren't at full health. And I think, first of all, you guys know how I feel about Offensive lines, they don't get the credit that they deserve. They are absolutely crucial to a well-developed offense and are struggled a little bit on Saturday. So hopefully they'll be back to full health against OU. But there was a reason that we struggled, and that's what it was. I'm not worried about this offense. The non-conference schedule, we struggled a little bit to get the offense going. Spencer Sanders didn't start the season. We had Shane Illingworth in, so it took a little while for all the cogs to kind of get going. We had injuries to the offensive line. We had injuries to the wide receiver room. So sure, there was some struggle getting the offense going early in the season, but I think the last four games really speak to the health of the offense and how well that they've been playing. They look completely competent when they're fully healthy and that's all we need for this defense so if anybody tells you that Oklahoma State's offense is struggling tell them to shove it or send them to me and I'll tell them to shove it Texas Tech had gone 302 games without being shut out and it's the first one at home since 1987 108 total offensive yards. Their punter, who, by the way, was the Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week and should have been, he played a fantastic game. He did everything you could ask your punter to do. He set a record for most 50-yard punts in a game by a college kicker. I think he had eight. 
but um, he kicked for 508 total yards punting. So 400 more yards than the entire offense got against Oklahoma State's defense. Oklahoma State added six sacks for their season long, and they pushed those sacks back for a total loss of 26 yards. Ten Oklahoma State players were credited with tackles for loss. Six were credited with at least half a sack. So the defense just doing what this defense does best, getting to the quarterback. So much of of getting to the quarterback in those quarterback hurries that don't always show up on a stat sheet, but you can see in a game is what this defense is good at. And they get home for the stat sheet as well. Spencer Sanders went 19 for 38. So we had a 50% completion percentage. And yes, I did Google that. I literally Googled what percentage of uh, 38 is 19. And then after my computer, the genius that it is tells me it's 50%. I'm like, oh, of course it is, because 19 plus 19 is 38. But I've never claimed that math was my strong suit, and I will stand by that. So 19 for 38, 239 yards, and a touchdown through the air. He had 48 yards on six carries and a touchdown on his feet. He made fantastic decisions when it came to when to use his feet. I think Spencer Sanders is still playing some of the best football of his Oklahoma State career, even with the uh, beat up O-line. He played a really good game. There were some clear drops by Tay Martin. There were some, you know, slipping of players on uh, on the field. So there were definitely some issues that I don't think Spencer Sanders could do anything about. He did what he had to do to put up 23 points in a victory against Texas Tech. Tay Martin and Blaine Green both made absolutely insane catches back-to-back. Now, Tay Martin's was called a catch was reviewed for way too long, in my opinion, but did stand as a catch, and it should have been an absolute dime from Spencer Sanders to Tay Martin. And it's kind of this uh, thing that they have going right now where Spencer Sanders throws an incredible pass, and his wide receivers just happen to show him up a little bit. And so that they're getting all the credit, but he couldn't have placed it better. Tay Martin couldn't have caught it better. It was a f- fantastic connection between those two. And then Blaine Greens, of course, was on the sideline. Another really, really good pass from Spencer Sanders. And Blaine Green went up and got it, kept his heel off the ground so he didn't go out of bounds. Just insane. And that one was ruled not a catch until they went back and reviewed it. And it was pretty clear that he never stepped out of bounds. Great catches by both of those uh, wide receivers. Like I said, there were some drops, but... Ultimately, we figured it out on offense, even with some injuries, and you can't be mad about that. You can't be mad about the way that our offense played, missing their starting center with uh, some injuries on the offensive line, missing our slot wide receiver in Brennan Presley, who's done so much for this offense. You know, having our run game take kind of a hit after because of the injuries to the offensive line. So there were definitely some issues, but the Oklahoma State offense is cooking just fine. I think that there's a bit of an overreaction from a national media standpoint about how good or bad this offense is. Uh, but I think they played fantastic on uh, Saturday. They did what they had to do, and defense did more than they had to do in shutting down Texas Tech. So congratulations to them for getting that shutout and and to the whole team for getting that win you know, right now we're just in this just win mindset. We're going to look forward to the OU matchup. I'm sure that I'll be talking with John Williams of the Locked On Sooners podcast and get some insight from him. So it's going to be a really fun week of Bedlam matchup talk up talking, but I did want to hit on just some of the things we did really well against Texas Tech. Next up, 
Texas Tech game balls, you guys know game balls are my favorite, but first, college football fans, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks offers all the props you can think of, including touchdowns and interceptions and field goals, college and professional sports. It's super easy to use. You pick two to five players and over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. My favorite part of the week, handing out some victory game balls for the win against Texas Tech. Now, these are going to be a little obscure. I might have been digging a little deep. I want to focus on some people that had a good game that I haven't talked about all season. First up, being John Paul Richardson, we, I think as a fan base, we got really used to seeing Dylan Stoner in that number 17 jersey doing what he did best for the Cowboys for so many years. And John Paul Richardson came in in that number 17 jersey and really ignited some nostalgia in us. We remembered what it was like to watch Dylan Stoner. So it was really great to see JPR have his blow up game. Six receptions on 10 targets for 41 yards and a touchdown. He also threw a pass, which was almost a touchdown pass. Jaden Bray, another true freshman, slipped on that shit filled in Lubbock. But it was it would have been it would have been really fun for John Paul Richardson, but we couldn't quite get that done. He did have a beauty of a touchdown reception uh, that he caught from Spencer Sanders. Lost a defender, I think, also in part a little bit to the field, but also because he's quick and was able to come down with that touchdown reception. He slotted in to play opposite Tay Martin, and he just did a really fantastic job. Tay was able to grab seven receptions for 130. 130 yards in good part to how John Paul Richardson was doing his job in the slot. The commentators loved him. If you were listening to the Fox broadcast of that game, they were all over it. They were completely bought in. He got, of course, the Julian Edelman comp, which I think basically every white slot wide receiver gets, but they, they comped into Julian Edelman. They clearly liked his game and his style of play. It was just really great to see the true freshman have a little blow up game with Presley only returning punts this week due to injury. Just really got his chance to shine and he did exactly what he was asked. He helped the team, got his touchdown. It was a really good game for, for JPR. Next up, safety Tanner McAllister. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's secondary has flown quietly under the radar. Up front is so good. The run defense is so good. The pass rush is so good that I feel like our secondary doesn't get the attention that it deserves, but do not get it twisted. Our secondary is filled with experienced lockdown dudes in the back, and Tanner McAllister helped seal the shutout on Saturday. He had three pass breakups, one of which was Texas Tech attempting to get a fourth down. He 
was able to break that pass up. He just did what he needed to do. He did exactly what the defense needed him to do. Texas Tech was attempting to get some chunk plays for yardage, and McAllister's hands were all over the place, not allowing for the Red Raider receivers to come down with the football. So he just had a really good game. And like I said, the secondary I just feel like has been quietly flying under the radar, and they're very good. They're just as good as the pass rush and the run defense. It's just they get most of the attention because we don't have to rely on the secondary as much because we have a pass rush that's getting to the quarterback at an insane rate. So fantastic game, in particular by Tanner McAllister, but really by Oklahoma State's secondary as a whole. Really, really good game against Texas Tech. Last up, Dominic Richardson had his most carries ever, 20 for 84 yards. He averaged 4.2 yards per carry. Jalen Warren, now, okay, I'm not a doctor. I watched from my couch. I have not. This is just speculation. But it seemed like he got a little shook up early. He took a hit that kind of, it took him a minute to get up off the ground. And he did get up. He came back in. He played. But I don't know if if Mike Gundy thought, you know what, we're, we're winning this game right now. So there's no reason to rush him out there and give him 20 carries. Let him be healthy on the sideline. And so Dominic Richardson really picked up that rushing attack. Richardson played well too, especially in a night where we struggled to get the run game going in the first half. We only had 60 total rushing yards and he really, really put in the work. It was his biggest workload this season, his most yards this season, and he tied his season longest rush for 16 yards. So he just really stepped in, stepped up, did what he needed to do. There's a lot of talk about that next man up mentality. And Dominic Richardson obviously uh, honed in on that this weekend. He knew he had to get the job done, and he did just that, did exactly what he needed to do. And that's that's the thing I like seeing so much from this Oklahoma State team. On every side of the ball, in every facet, it is a next man up mentality. If somebody can't go, somebody else is ready, and they come in and they play hard and they and they play well. It's been really, really encouraging to see in from a long-term standpoint and from a this season standpoint because we've been able to fill in and replace where need be. So Dominic Richardson, fantastic game. Good for you for getting it done on the ground. Coming up, shining a light on the guy, I would vote best college linebacker this season, Malcolm Rodriguez. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there, and you can get 15% off your order at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15. It tastes like a candy bar, and it looks like a candy bar because it's covered in chocolate, but it's a healthy option for a sweet treat, 17 to 18 grams of protein, and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Bill Bar has nine flavors ranging from raspberry to coconut to peanut butter chocolate. If you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's Mix Box where you get two of each of the flavors over on Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's locked 15 for 15% off your order. Now, of course, if you were on the internet today, you likely saw that the finalists for the Butkus Award, which goes to college football's best linebacker, the finalists were announced today, and Malcolm Rodriguez is not on the list. And I got to tell you, (laughs) the entire time, I, I mean, writing the show sheet, 
reading the articles, reading the players' tweets, they are obviously not happy with this decision. I just kept getting, like, more mad. Uh, so I'm going to try not to yell into my microphone while I go over this. So first, let's talk about what Malcolm Rodriguez is doing. He leads the nation's second-best defense in tackles. The second-best defense in the nation, Malcolm Rodriguez has the most tackles on that team. ESPN has him at 95 tackles, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and 11.5 tackles for loss. 95 tackles would put him at third most of the list of finalists for the Butkus Award. He has nine quarterback hurries and a sack, according to the Oklahoma State Athletics page. And I've talked a lot about this. I'm trying to stay calm. I've talked a lot about what Malcolm Rodriguez does on the field in terms of disrupting play, in terms of being an issue that doesn't necessarily show up on a stat page. His field play versus what shows up on the stat page do not equal each other. Not that it matters because these people in charge of naming these awards and making these lists and doing all the things basically come out and say, we don't care what the stat or we don't care what the game looks like. We just care what the stat page says. But if you have watched Malcolm Rodriguez play defense at all this season, I don't think there's a a chance in hell that you can't have him. Oh, I'm getting angry <laughs> listed in the top linebackers of this, of this season in college football. He is always at the ball. He is always slowing a player down. He, I, we watched him against Texas tech hit a quarterback and not get credited for the sack because all he's doing, you know, he's th- slowing him down so somebody else can get the sack or whatever he's doing. He is constantly making stops on that defense game in and game out. He is by the ball. His name's got to get said 42 times a game. I just don't understand how, if you've watched at all this season, if you've watched Malcolm Rodriguez this season, how you can't say that he's one of the best linebackers in the class, unless you're biased, in which case I believe they are. So Oklahoma State is the brand on this kid's helmet. If it were a Sooner helmet, an LSU helmet, a Texas Longhorns helmet, there is no doubt in my mind that Malcolm Rodriguez would be in this finalist. His size is another issue that gets picked apart. He's not extremely tall, so that's somehow an issue. It doesn't matter. If you're watching him play and seeing what he's doing, you know how skilled he is at the position, at wrapping up and making tackles, whether it be in the open field or in a crowded room. He does everything correctly from a positional standpoint. He's getting knocked because of the brand on his helmet and his height, and it is absolutely asinine. I was shocked today when I saw him not on that finalist list. Now, of course, Malcolm Rodriguez has handled it publicly with tons of grace. He tweeted today and said, I don't care about the awards. I care about my teammates. I care about how I'm doing and what I'm what I'm doing to hold myself accountable. So clearly he doesn't care. The whole team tweeted out in support of him saying that they couldn't believe that he wasn't on this finalist list. Everybody on the defense was saying how incredible it was that he wasn't on there. So clearly his teammates respect him. They know how good he is. And somebody in particular tweeted, and I had this thought as well, that's not somebody I want to line up against this week. When you have a guy that's already doing everything extremely well, one of the best in the nation, in my opinion, if not the best, 
and now he's got a chip on his shoulder. Like, it's scary when a mediocre guy gets a chip on his shoulder and he's like, I remember everybody in front of me. And you're like, okay, big guy, maybe you'll have like one big game. But this is a guy that has had 10, 11 big games this season. And now he's got a chip on his shoulder. I would not want to line up against this dude. He is going to be so angry. I and I, and I want that. I want them to keep playing it angry. And I talked about this last week, how we kept saying, don't look at Texas Tech as a trap game. It's not a trap game. We got to make sure we go in and play tough. I think we're the only ones that thought it might be a trap game. This Oklahoma State team, in particular on defense, but the team as a whole does not feel like they're getting the respect that they deserve. And they're not. And that's Malcolm Rodriguez included and especially. And they know they aren't getting the respect that they deserve. And I think that they're going to come out and keep playing like that they know they're not getting the respect that they deserve. Keep doubting. Keep keep saying that the offense isn't clicking. Keep putting the defense down because it's in the Big 12 or whatever excuse y'all have this week. But this team knows that they're being looked at like underdogs. And they aren't playing like underdogs. And it is absolutely terrifying. Unless you're an Oklahoma State fan, in which case I am having a blast. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. Make sure to check back in tomorrow for some basketball updates and some looking forward towards the Bedlam matchup. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!